I'm Shane Wilson. Brian Copney. Mike Frost. And we're trying not to get sued. All right, Brian, hit him when you're ready there. Good afternoon, boys and girls. This is another episode of Trying Not to Get Sued. We got the Get Along Gang here. We got Mike Frost, Shane Wilson, Brian Copney, as always. But we have a special guest with us today. Uh, Mr. Caden Glover, incredibly talented musician. Um, we're going to flick it to him right now. He's going to uh, you know, plug you on his, his YouTube or whatever he's got going on. Yo, yo. Like he said, my name is Caden Glover. You can go to my website, cadenglover.com, C-A-D-E-N-G-L-O-V-E-R. Check out all my music and where I'll be playing and all that stuff and Pretty much, if you like music, you'll like me. I play just about everything. So. <laughs> go check it out. That'll be nice. And if you don't like music, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> okay, man. So, uh, what you got? You got stuff coming up. You got stuff coming up for you. Uh, yeah, I've actually got some big stuff coming up that I can't mention too much. But <laughs> I will say at. You should probably check out American Idol on February 19th, and uh, that's about all I'll say with that. Say that, big fella. But, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. And like I said, go check my stuff out so you can keep up with what's going on. So uh, February 19th, is that the premiere? Yeah. American Idol premiere? Who the hell's even the judges now? Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, and Lionel Richie. I wouldn't take any advice from Katy Perry. Nah. Oh, I'll take some (laughs) advice from her. God damn, man. <laughs> Dude, you ain't you ain't gonna get nowhere with me because I'm a Katy Perry fan. She's got some bunch of pussies. Jesus I can't Christ. Help it, yeah, I'm a I fan of that help. too. God yeah. damn. <laughs> She's a looker. Yeah. Dude, I like her music, like Dark Horse. It's fucking I don't know if I'd go that far, <sighs> I do. Like I'm just being honest, fuck it, I don't care. I like that song. She 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 makes some alright music. I mean I got kids, they listen to it. It's fucking trash. Well, we are on air, so I, I ain't going to tell y'all really what I think of Katy Perry, but those deep blue eyes looking up at you, well, yeah, ah, that's, that does it for me, brother. That does it for me right there. Did she have an eyelid problem there for a while? One eye was like, always oh, shut. She that, will. Yeah, she looks like a doll. No, nah, I think that's like uh, because they're lizard people, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, <laughs> that's like an alien shit. <sighs> okay, so I think this particular podcast might have the potential to go in a weird direction based on the stuff we were talking about before the podcast so do you guys want what do you want to get into you want to get into the ghost subject we we're talking about ghosts the band not tom mcdonald's song or yeah yeah else, yeah they, well they're getting ready to do i think a european tour and they're getting ready to do i think maybe a spring or a fall u.s tour and then this dude Always has his stuff planned out. Like, he knows where he's going. Tobias Forge knows where he's going with each album. And there's billboards and stuff going up now with his face on them that says, Jesus is coming. So, I can take that into... Something's going big's going to happen for this tour. They're going to, a.k.a. at the end of the tour, they retire his character. And then they move on to another pope in the Catholic Church or whatever in his band. So... Like we were discussing before this, is he going to put out a gospel album? Yes. Yeah, is, is Ghost going to do, after all the demonic albums they did, are they going to do a gospel album? And then what that led us into was talking about why gospel music, for the most part, is something you don't want to listen to. Even though most artists are, like especially country, are Christian and they believe in God... But they don't do gospel stuff because they just... Do you think it's because they just want to stay away from it? Because they're worried about... The stigmata of it? Yeah, like what people's opinions are on religion. Especially Christianity, because Christianity gets beat up quite a bit. It does, and I... You know, I don't understand it. Like, I don't know why it gets beat up as much as it does and why it has. I mean, yeah, you can blame a lot of it on ourselves by judging people and all that stuff. But... It does get beat up a lot more than any other religion I can really think of, except when 9-11 happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just I'm being they serious. They kind of earned that one. Well, you know, 
Well, I, I'll say this. I've recently, when I say recently, over the past three or four years, there is a whole different section of rap artists who are doing gospel music. And it's not really that bad uh, as far as rap, you know, skill and music. It's not really that bad. But it's not promoted. I mean, right. unless you're looking for it, you're not going to find it. I mean, a couple of these dudes are, are you know, t- really talented. Um, but, hey, and it's, I also think it's, it's actually more than gospel music that, that takes the, the hard hit. Because, I mean, hey, if, if people were buying it, there'd be more of it. Let's be honest. Well, you, they've never really had, I'm sure they've had talented people, don't get me wrong, but they never had, like, big names in it. I'm telling you, if Corn put out a gospel album today, I'd be in line to buy it, just like I have every one of their other fucking albums, but they don't. And that has a big problem with Christian music. It's because I think a lot of people don't want to be stigmated into it. Well, see, man, I think, too, that the this, like what we're doing now and what Joan is doing, what Caden's doing, are you signed? No, I'm totally all by myself. Are you Are you having trouble putting out music? Uh, it's... Putting out music, no, but getting music out there, yeah. Well, see, it's, that it's a process. That that's basically what I'm getting at is, you can put your product out there to be consumed without help. Yeah, we do it, you do it, mm-hmm. artists like Jonah do it, and I think it's been a game changer for the industry, and I think it could be a game changer for what we like to consume because what we consumed in the past had to be somebody else's opinion before it was ours you know you know what i'm saying some producer with that some producer some record company had to like what you were doing before you had a chance to have a voice with it and now it's uh completely different because if you think you have an idea you think you have a a show you think you have some music people want to listen to you don't need that guy no more so I think that could be an avenue for so, religious as an artist, music to pick you got, up. You got some freedom as an artist. You know, I can put Definitely. out, you know, what I feel like putting out. Then the people will tell you whether or not they like your stuff. I guess. Well, I think, I think labeling is kind of shit too. I mean, they like you said we were talking earlier about they want you to label what, what type you play. You know what? I've listened to several country artists that play rock too. You it's know, like, uh, Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. He's got like he's got bluegrass, he's got a country, he's got a rock. I mean, he literally plays everything. So it's kind of like the only person before now, and whether what you think about him is, I don't matter. That I really thought did whatever he wanted and got away with it, as far as it being rock or country or rap or whatever was Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah goddamn, dude, you it's know, all over yeah. the place. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think everybody has the potential to, to do it now, and I love it because what we possibly haven't heard or never got to hear because somebody that was in a review process of a, of a uh, studio or something said that it wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a lot of the bands that came out of the new metal era, out of all of them, Korn, Deftones, all the big names... That was in it. The one that like I turned my head to, and I was like, "What the fuck was Lincoln Park?" Because I mean, you had some rap rock mixed in a little bit here and there with older, but nobody took it to that level. I was like, "What the fuck? These dudes are going to be huge." Did that whole album with uh, Jay Z? Yeah, I mean, goddamn. Yeah, Lincoln Park was awesome. They were. They were. Well, I mean. If you're a musician, and I don't know, because I'm not musically talented. Man, I wish I was. Yeah, yeah, me too. (laughs) Most artists will tell you, I mean, my brother plays bass guitar, and he'll tell you, some days he picks up his bass and he sits down, and he might start playing some blues, he might start playing some Victor Wooten, he's got pictures of Flea in in his house. I mean, it's about whatever comes out at that time. And that is, Man, that yeah. is a very valid point because, yeah. like, I played, I started on bluegrass, but like some hillbilly crap. But now, like, I, I literally play. I, you could be at one of my gigs, and I could be playing some 
real hillbilly stuff, and then the next minute it might be playing Queen or something along those lines. Like, it literally just depends on if you're playing a show, the crowd, and like See, what that's you're what, feeling like. That's what Jonah said, and he said you because we asked him why didn't he play any of his stuff, the original stuff, and he was like, well, it kind of depends on the crowd, mm-hmm. you know. And here you, in our area, you ain't gonna get much. Of well, you, maybe some rock, but most of it's going to be country. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, that's just the way it is. Anytime a country show comes to Charleston, Huntington, it's it's sold out. Period. You know. Yeah, and I've, when got, we, and I've what, got one of the contributors to that at my house. Yeah, right I know. God loves it. Son. God she damn. But when we went to what was a ghost played in Huntington. You seen how open that floor was? I mean, they're they're not as big as they're going to be huge. Well, don't get me wrong, but with Ghost, they they take a lot of people out of the equation just by the, all their imagery. <laughs> yeah, and being <laughs> like they got a song where they're telling you to bow down right here, right now, before the devil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and see, but me like the band and the music is awesome. And I'm not going to go to a rock show and pledge my soul to the devil. You know, so I can go to a rock show to enjoy Ghost and realize what they're doing and know that my soul's all right, man. But most (laughs) see, you got, you had, you had Kiss, then you had Alice Cooper, then you had Marilyn Manson, and now you have Ghosts in the shock rock genre. And, you know, all of them, besides maybe Marilyn Manson, are kind of like, you know, the normal dudes. I mean, I don't know about Marilyn Manson anymore since all the craps came out about him, but I've met him, and he was cool as fuck to me. Well, man, the, the, simple, <laughs> the simple fact of the matter is is that we're all people. I don't know. I just, I think we put people up on a pedestal or whatever, or we... And we expect everybody, like, if you're all of a sudden famous, you should be this perfect person that's never done nothing. Bullshit. But you're just not. You might as well cancel everybody in sports industry, entertainment industry. I got famous doing grimy shit. (laughs) I mean. Well, if you write a song about it, you'll probably be all right, Brian. (laughs) Everybody has done something fucked up to get them canceled, period. They just haven't been discovered yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to talk about that a little bit. Like, the getting canceled thing. I think the worst thing you can do is if they're slapping you to get you canceled is apologize. Yeah, fuck apologies. Because as soon as you apologize... You admit guilt. And they attack you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They attack you. You got a point there. Now, I ain't saying that you should never apologize to anybody. But what I'm saying is, is that, like, if cancel culture mob is coming at you apologizing to them probably ain't the right thing to do. I don't think I should ever have to apologize for my opinion. I mean, now, it's my opinion. And if Mike doesn't agree with it, that's cool. That's my opinion. It's what I think. Now, Mike might uh, challenge my opinion. He might, no, dude, that's not right because here's the facts. Once I see the facts, Mike changed my mind. But why the fuck should I have to apologize for thinking or feeling a certain way? Whether it's what you agree with or not, shit, it's my opinion. Fuck you if you don't like it, man. It's me. In the the case of Marilyn Manson, maybe them bitches need to be locked up in cages. I mean, hey, ain't nobody asking you that. They asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted it. All right, let, let, let's talk about something real. You touched on it a little bit, all right? Uh, you got Roots and Bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear a little bit of bluesy. Oh, yeah. In there, I mean, oh, yeah. talk to us about your music. How, how do how do you how does it come out of you? I guess. Uh, honestly, well, like you said, I started on bluegrass and I was playing banjo, and that's kind of what I got known for. And I was like, for probably three years, I was knee deep in bluegrass and like mm-hmm. old country stuff. And then I got into like Leonard Skinner. That that's kind of what there opened my eye to everything else: blues, southern rock, classic rock, everything. And uh, I kind of feel like I have a, that's one thing I like to brag about, is I, I definitely have a large, a very large, like, knowledge of music and, like, what I'm playing. So, it's it's just kind of like, do some you, days it's this and some days it's that. Do you think 
is a guitar easier to learn or is it a banjo? <laughs> All right, because I, I, I mean, these dudes that play banjo are like both hands. Yeah, I, well, as you see. <laughs> I started on banjo, so that's a tough question. God, I mean, people who start guitar and then want to play the banjo, they're like, I can't do it. Right, a right. Times. Okay, so was the so what I want to ask you is was the transfer from banjo to guitar yeah. seamless, or did you have to? Honestly, it was pretty easy. Like I would say, I would say, when I I remember learning the banjo, and I mean that wasn't easy, but it was just. I don't know. I feel like that was my calling is music. So, like, I feel like it came to me a lot easier than it might somebody else. But going from banjo to guitar, that was, to me, it was like nothing. It was I pretty was. easy. Yeah, see, uh, I think that me, I don't know much about neither, but I just watch the two different players. Yeah. And you can see the guitar, you know, he's he's both hands. Mm-hmm. Or one hand's definitely busier busier than the other. Right. And you watch people play banjo, and both hands are just going as fast as they can. A lot of that's like muscle memory. It's just I can't even explain to you how I do it, or if it's I'm not saying it's easy or like oh I'm better than everybody else. It's just what it is. When you're at a show, when you're at a show, do you play both? Yeah, sometimes it depends. You know, I'm not going to go to some bar where. Everybody likes like blues stuff and <laughs> ring out the banjo. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Listen to this, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I, I played. I, I played play what in, I want. Goddamn it! <laughs> I played in Lewisburg this past Friday at Hill and Holler, and you know Lewisburg, they're they're more on the hippie type. You know, right. that's kind of, you know it is what it is. But I, I played the banjo there, and then towards the end of the into the whole gig I <laughs> playing Rocky Top and everybody was flat footing so it's just well if you go to Fayetteville you'll run into a bunch of them motherfuckers <laughs> out there too god damn ask Mike how he feels about hippies what, what's going on with hippies Mike? <laughs> I fucking can't stand hippies god damn <laughs> Uh, it's just like that story I told Dude, you I before. I the other night. I about bought a drug rug just to wear. Food. Oh, <laughs> man. It looked like fucking a mixture. It looked like Clint Eastwood with that goddamn thing on. Kind of bad. I didn't be No, I mean, I just never, I never really care much for him. Like, I just don't get that whole peace and love bullshit and the whole, uh, I, I, anytime I think of hippies, I think of Grateful Dead. I hate Grateful Dead. Like, oh, I just well, can't listen, get into it's it. It's like this. Uh, so see, I actually seen a video of him. He was like, this is my favorite Grateful Dead song and started playing. No, I just can't yeah. get into that man, man. I just can't. I've watched too many live videos. Now, it, now when they first started, they sounded, you know, in conjunction. But I've watched too many live videos of them playing and ain't nobody playing on chord with anybody because they're so fucked up on drugs. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn. Dude, they're living life. So, <laughs> so what's wrong with getting high? I don't I don't. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong with getting high if you can fit it into your life. If it affects your paper, don't get high. We had a guy that worked with us. He was all through it. And I think we, I talked to you guys about it before the show. You see my, the world through my eyes. And, yeah. Well, anyways, this dude was obsessed with him. I mean, obsessed. His cat would play uh, the, his live, the live uh, Grateful Dead shows through his phone, and he'd have a speaker, and I'd go walk past all six of his motherfuckers playing drums on coffee cans and shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Stock that goddamn shit and get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I think you got a problem with people living their best life. <laughs> I guess I do. I'm just a hateful fucker. I don't That's know. Just hate, 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 hate. It's all damn Slayer. I blame it on Slayer. Remember, uh, your boy said, if you got hate in your heart, let it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, brother. The thing about Grateful Dead, though, is like, they're a jam band, so it's almost like, I don't know. They're not a great band. I love Grateful Dead, but when it comes down to it, they're not a great band, and I don't know how they have the following that they do. But great merchandise. We 
<laughs> I mean, that's, I, I'm serious. They're, man, their merchandise is the shit. And is. almost everybody you see wearing Grateful Dead bears couldn't tell you a single fucking thing about Grateful Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have excellent merchandise, and they have done their merchandise very well compared to other bands. And I yeah. really think that it has a little bit to do with it. Not all of it, but a little bit. Well, I got a, a point I'd like to bring up. What is it with people... Uh, attaching themselves to different things that I don't know shit just don't make sense like there's a whole group of you dumbass fuckers in West Virginia with WVU <laughs> tattoos with your third grade education Jethro you've never been to the school now I understand we're from West Virginia but when you say WVU that's university idiot you've never been there well, I don't get it Brian I'm on call out a little just a little bit of hypocrisy oh, here. Oh, hell. Uh, uh, this motherfucker sitting across from me <laughs> wearing a Green Bay hoodie and a Green Bay uh, toboggan. Brian, have you ever been to Green Bay? Yes, I have. <laughs> I have been there. I have been a Green Bay football fan for many years. I've been there. I've seen them play like, I say, four times live. Spent a lot of money. Each time I go see them play, they take an ass whooping. And the reason I'm wanting to call it hypocrisy is because I have a Dallas Cowboys tattoo on my elbow. Dallas Stars (laughs) elbow. I don't have no sports teams tattooed on me. I don't even watch sports. But I have a lot of band symbols tattooed on me. This dude has Deftones tattooed on his forearm. Oh, I got it. I got nothing but band symbols and movies. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. He, hey, you ever watch Trailer Park Boys? Oh, yeah. He's got bubbles on his thigh. Oh, come on, Daryl. Decent. That's probably the one I like the best. I, I yeah, it's his that best. Was, it's my favorite awesome. one's my Blink-182. Be honest. My Blink-182 is my favorite. Fuck you, Shane. I'm just gonna leave it alone, man. Yeah, he barely. I'm, I'm done beating up. I'm done beating up Travis Barker. I don't want him to come fuck my old lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get back out of Barker. I'm gonna fuck your girl. <laughs> fucking girl. Say that shit again. Uh, I'm not excited about him charging a thousand dollars a ticket. Though. It ain't them though. It's fucking Ticketmaster, yeah, man. There are a bunch of fucking crooks up there at Ticketmaster. They're going to ruin shows for. Everybody eventually, because people's gonna quit paying these high amounts to go to shows. Period. It's going to happen, and these bands are going to be setting back like what the fuck. Do I have to redo the whole system? That's a really bad so you problem. think that happens? Well, yeah. You think people stop promoting or supporting their favorite artists, or they just quit? Going I mean, to the show well, you can't afford it. If so and so that you like is paying, you know, you got to pay $2,000 for a ticket, are you going to pay it? Oh, I, I know. He was just saying, I'm a Green Bay fan. I'm not paying 350 right. bucks for a but fucking that, seat. But that goes with sporting events, you know, yeah. and entertainment purposes, period. It, it's going to get so bad, I think, with the economy and the shape it's in, people's going to quit going. This whole, uh, a lot, you got a resurgence after this COVID-19 thing. And people wanting to go out and get doing stuff like mm-hmm. we talked about. But it's going to hit a stalemate eventually. Yeah, well, I mean, there is a price that's going to happen where people are just like, I ain't paying that. You know, unless you've got, I don't know. I don't know what situation some of these people are in I think to, it, fill up the, to fill up these playoff stadiums. I have no idea what these fucking people are doing for a living. No, I think it's going to take sports athletes. I think it's going to take big names in the music industry to put a stop to it. And they're all going to have to combine to get it stopped. Hey, I found one that is fighting it, is Zach Bryan. Mm -hmm. He is actually fighting it. I seen you do one of his uh, songs at uh, the watering hole Mm -hmm. last week. But he is actually, he said there's nothing that he can do about a festival. Like if he goes to a festival, it's out of his hands. He can't do nothing with Ticketmaster. But any of his shows are completely off of Ticketmaster. Because he said that they're price gouging. Oh, and the right people ain't getting the money. I think that if all, you know, all four of us bought a ticket to go to a show... <laughs> And let's say it's charged by what the band asked for, $100. Let's just say that. If you don't go and you don't go, 
to the show, but you want to get your money back, sell them. But you can only get what you paid for it. What the artist asked, $100 would stop yeah. it all. But there's so much money involved in it so that it's saying, never well, going to happen. As, as an artist, if I put out, uh, I'm going on tour. Yeah. And for each seat on each seat at my tour is 100 bucks. Right. Fucks uh, Ticketmaster out of all that $300 a, a seat type shit. Yeah, yeah see, insurance and all the stuff they ask for. But what you're going to have to depend on is an artist potentially turning down money. Man. Yeah. Because they're going to get... This contract going to be for this, and this is what we sell your ticket for, and this is your profit margin for the tickets, and all that extra money that they're the Ticketmaster selling it for is going to Ticketmaster. So these uh, artists are going to have to. I really don't know how to fix it because they're not really signing bad contracts. They're making a lot of money, but in the contract it says they only make a certain amount off of ticket sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But you think about this. Your favorite artist, whoever that might be, let's say it's Corn, uh, and Corn comes out and says, "I'm going on tour," like I said, and each one of my tickets uh, t- to get in my show is 250 bucks. That might sound outlandish, but if I know that Corn is getting this money, or I'm supporting my favorite band as opposed to Corn only getting 75 dollars out of that and Ticketmaster taking the fucking rest, I'm good with that. I'm good with that because I know where my money's going. I know what I'm supporting. Right. I don't know. They've been around the game so long. I don't think they need more money, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> I mean, they, but you know, if it's going directly to them, I wouldn't feel I. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'd be good with it. I'd be good. Be with honest. It. But at two hundred and fifty dollars, I've never made them. But anyways. <laughs> I mean, t- I think $250 for a ticket, even for floor seats or whatever, is outrageous. Because I, re- I guess this is the old man over here. I remember going to shows for like $20, $30. And you yeah. do too. And so does Kelly. That's how much they were back then. There wasn't this whole thing with it. Well, see, I don't, I don't have a problem with paying more money to see a band I love. I have a problem with paying more money to give it to people that don't have nothing to do with that band. Let me give you this thing. And I thought about this last time we brought this up. It's the fact that these bands are charging outrageous prices or the Ticketmaster, whatever. You have such a following of people wanting to go to these shows, like the Blink-182 tour, Tom's back. Everybody's buying these tickets because it's a nostalgia thing. It reminds you of a better time in your life than what you're living. If there was quality music coming out with these newer bands, would you think that they would be going on? I mean, you got to think. In the 80s, you had all these bands, Motley Crue, Kiss, all these bands coming out. But then right after that happened, you had Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden coming out too. There was somebody to take that mantle away from the older genre. Man, the, there ain't much taken away from I, this genre. I have a in. quote for what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know who said it or whatever, but the past wasn't as good as you remember it, and the future's not going to be as good as you envision it. Right. That's pretty, pretty. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? That's profound like. <laughs> When you were in that past, you thought your past was better and your future was going to be better. Right. You know, but you're right, though. That's why people are buying them is nostalgia. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I'm still young, so. All right, we took a break here. But I think we're going to go into aliens. What aspect of aliens y'all want to get into? You want to get into, like, abductions you want to get into whether they're here or not i get into all of it governments that are saying that ufos exist that they definitely i think we ought to talk about what types of aliens do different shit because i've heard a bunch of different like uh there's gray ones reptilians what is a what a reptilian i thought you said a rape that's nancy pelosi (laughs) If you don't know, well, see the they're Shoot. going down Seriously? the path that yeah. the the reptilians are uh, 
not alien. They're from here. Yeah. It's just a different group of people. Have you ever seen? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at at this point, like lead singer, I I could be bought for a dollar, bro. I I don't Mm. know nothing. Lead singer to the Smashing Pumpkins. Was that the Billy what? Billy Corgan. I watched that. Did you watch it? And yes, the shape shift and shit. Yes, he talked on Howard Stern about watching. He wouldn't say who it was or nothing, but it was apparently one of his ex lovers. Shapeshifting into something other than human on yeah. Howard Stern. He would not name it. He wouldn't say who it was or nothing, but he oh. said that... Hold up. Hold up. Not only did he watch the shapeshifting, shape he was fucking it too. <laughs> yep. See, <laughs> I said that was I mean, you ain't going to blow that past me like it didn't happen. I, I said that's going to be a big thing with aliens is we're going to be like, oh, there's aliens? Can we fuck them? Yeah. <laughs> well, Corgan did. That's kind of like I've been. Have you ever heard of the Anunnaki? Anuk, what is it? The Anunnaki. Anunnaki. From way, way, way back. Yeah, the Anunnaki's are tied into the Rothschilds and all the people that's controlling all of our funds and government. It's like big money like. shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah why are uh, royal families royal families? I just thought it was a bunch of rich old white people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely rich and white, but why? So why when they, is say, there when they say old money, there's something to that, huh? Why? Why is their bloodline special, man? Good question. Mm-hmm. So, brother, too Boku. <laughs> I've heard Shane say on this show, "Girth means something." <laughs> girth does. Girth means more than length. If you really want to get down to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the reptile. Yeah. The Anunnaki or whatever. <clears throat> they um I was watching stuff on TikTok. You dig deep in TikTok and you'll never get out. But yeah. uh there true, was there true. was like the petrified giants and stuff, like that they would breed with humans and make these different types of humans, like half horse, whatever, and giants and like, you know, the, the whatever. They're yeah, like the Manitar's real. Yeah. yeah. Like the Manitar yeah. of ancient Greece or whatever was actually yeah. something. They don't know what. And then I seen, like, this, this human with, like, one eye, but then his whole body was, like, a giant foot. And that's true. I did see that. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like. Giant foot. Well, I know. If, if that's God genes, he got fucked, man. Yeah. One eye and a foot. I was like, um, I just don't see no room for a dick. <laughs> uh, we were talking about it off my. Y'all on some other shit. Oh God. We were talking about it on, off the podcast about, you know, my uncle passing away and you know his son. I sat down with dinner with him. He's like, yeah. He's like, I asked him. I said, well, are you going to move back up here? Or are you going to? I mean, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I'm going to stay down Mount Airy for a while and not because, um. My grandma owns a house down there, and he's staying at it. And I said, you know, you're staying at one of the most hot spot places for UFOs. He goes, are you kidding me? And I said, no. I said, well, me and my buddy been wanting to come down to Mount Airy. So, well, I was, see. By the way, he was talking about you, Shane. I'm yeah, not fucking going. Yeah, Shane Wilson wants to go. And you know what the connection with Mount Airy and uh, aliens are? And it's all you can go, you can look it up on anywhere that there is a big quartz deposit, which mm-hmm. quartz is hard rock, is there's an elevated sighting of aliens. Well, and you know, I watched this special on TV. There's a lot of witchcraft that goes on next to that, what I call, and me and Kelly call Big Nipple Mountain. That you see, yeah, the titty, titty yeah, heel. That's what okay. I call it when I go by. It. Yeah, there's a heel. lot of witchcraft that goes on there too, and you know, there's so much phenomenon that I would love. Well, if we to go, go down camp there, and I ain't going till it's warm. Yeah, oh, no, no, I wouldn't do it during the winter either. Fuck that shit. But uh, no, well, I was telling you guys before the podcast, Dad made me listen to this guy. I'll have to get his name and stuff for you guys to research him, but he was high up in the military, um, in the Air Force, and he got to see a lot of classified documents about UFOs, visitors, and all this other shit. And he goes into 
great detail of how many contracts are out there that people don't know about. You always heard blacklist contracts and all this other stuff. Well, there's even more than that. And he goes into great detail. And well, he got he was a born again Christian. And uh, well, anyways, he, he he preaches the gospel now and all that stuff. But he goes into great detail talking about another theory about aliens being demonic. And um, let's see, like um, what I think about thinking about aliens is demonic is is that. Uh, when you don't understand something, you equate it to religion. True. Yeah. But this guy, since that kaleidoscope, or it ain't even called a kaleidoscope, I don't even know why I'm saying it. What is it over in uh, Sweden? Hide the. Oh, oh. You know what I'm talking the about. Hide, telescope. Hide, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad somebody smarts on here. But, anyways. They have figured out that there's ten dimensions to our world. There's three-dimensional, what we see, and then there's a fourth dimension, which is time. The other ones are unknown. And it goes to saying that we don't see everything that's going on in front of us. If we did, we wouldn't understand it. And maybe something from those dimensions are passing through and we're seeing stuff as aliens or what have you not. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that I uh, don't know. That aliens ain't actually from a different world, they're from a different dimension. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I mean I I don't know and I won't know until stuff comes you know, uh, stuff doesn't, you know, comes out or whatever. But here's the thing. It mentions in, you'll have to back me up on this because I'm weak in my Bible theology. There's going to be a great falling away from the church. Yes. I don't know what Christians, Muslims, Catholics, all these religions that are out there that could just drop religion like that besides something supernatural like aliens coming into contact with me, you, and him. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think that uh, when we confirm alien life that it's going to be this big downfall of religion. Well, that's a lot the thing. Of people, a lot of people think that, but I don't believe that because... you got to go into the theory of this. There's more people in this day and age that believe in aliens than Jesus Christ, period. Hands down. All well, it, I'm and gonna th- say something that y'all probably don't like, uh, and it's and it's changing by the day because of the stuff they're finding, and it says in the Bible that they'll start finding proof of the Bible, you know, and they found the grave of that king or whatever and this and that. But there is more evidence of aliens and UFOs. And Jesus. But who do you think planted it here? God, Satan wants to be God so bad. Why, why, why are we trying to intertwine the two? Why can't we keep them separate? Yeah, well, Here's what I this mean. is the reason that you got to intertwine it, Brian, because how is the existence of alien life going to affect how people think about religion, man? You have to it, intertwine it. I mean, you in, would... In the event that it happens and alien life form is realized, it's a real thing, you see it, you view it, you touch it, you have to talk about it. I think religion is probably going to be the last thing in people's minds when you show them something like that. I mean, you, you just warp my entire fucking scope of reality. I mean, well, see, I, 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 thing... I don't know if water is hard right now or concrete <laughs> yeah. soft. I don't know. And what like, the like I said, the great falling away from the church. That's all I'm gonna say. That that's kind of happening right now. Yeah, it's happening without aliens or whatever. Yeah, and it's and it seems like uh, falling away from church is being pushed. But I think it's a falling. I don't. People want to think about it as it's falling away from Jesus, but I mm-hmm. think that it's a falling away from belief because. You can push people that don't believe shit into doing anything. Yeah. People that believe something will tell you to fuck off. 
So I don't think that it's uh, falling away from the belief, believing in Jesus Christ. I think they want you to fall away from the belief of any religion so that they can tell you religion. what to do. That's true, too, because you got to think about it in the aspect of what's going on with our the world right now. you got Russia invading Ukraine. you got China getting ready to jump off at Taiwan, Taiwan at any minute. you got us. You think we can get them Xboxes out of there first? God damn. I hope. God Give damn me the motherfucking I mean, microchips. Give this me a microchips. Bro. Dude, this, <laughs> stuff, this stuff going on, like if stuff like that does end up happening in Asia, it's going to affect us on levels we can't imagine. Yeah. But you, you got to think about everything that's going on in the world too, man. The chaos that consumes the world we live in hey. that people will welcome the Antichrist to bring hey, peace. Regardless what? if he comes from outer space or he comes from the Middle East or if he if, comes from the Northeast. What I think about a lot is what if what if all these governments know about aliens? But the reason they keep it from us is because right now right now I'm willing to argue with Brian that if they have an all white halftime show that it would be blowback ridiculous yeah, and he's willing yeah. to argue back with me that he doesn't think that mm-hmm. and in the long it doesn't fucking matter yeah all that's menial shit so what if mm-hmm. what if they're trying to like what if the existence of aliens would make us realize that wait a minute we're not black and white we're not uh hindu and christian we're people we're human and there's other Look at what the fuck COVID did. Yeah. When you yeah. had COVID and people were dying, they didn't give a fuck what color you were. No. No. Nobody yeah, gave a really not. That. But what I'm saying is that like if they, they classify that there's other intelligence out there and here's the evidence and they're here, then we all have to collectively go, okay, there's another species. So no matter what we think. So now we ain't got to hate each other. We can hate them. Yeah. And I don't even want to <laughs> hate them. I don't even want to hate them. I would just like for people to realize that if a uh, if an American swimmer is getting gold, if an American swimmer is winning the gold medal, what does it matter if that swimmer is black or white? And maybe I mean, we'll quit we, looking at it like that. Who are cares? We, are we going to get real deep into this? Because it does certainly matter whether that swimmer is winning the 100-meter relay in the men's event, and they're fucking female. Yeah, well, that does matter. Like, that ain't... Uh... Yo, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you see where the... Uh, like, if you want to get into the, like, transgender stuff... Oh, God damn Oh, Lord. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the transgender side of the thing is, is that I can be okay with, uh, with you being transgender without... Fully acknowledging that you're a chick. Yeah. You know? And by not fully by not fully acknowledging that you're a female, if my daughter's a track star, I don't want her knocked out of a scholarship because you're a dude. Mm-hmm. But what what do you think about it? I mean You don't have to go into in, transgender. In you general, like just transgender that whole side of things, it doesn't matter to me until it like, I mean, it really until doesn't it affects matter until you. it affects, like you were saying. Yeah, you got like, skin in the game. Yeah, I mean, you can't really can't really just put away the fact that you've got more, you know, you more muscles, not whatever, you know. So it's just. That's one of the things where people, I mean, as much as you talk shit, you have to admit physically we are different. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. feelings aside. Yeah. Logistics. Yeah, well, that's like the um, a sixteen-year-old male soccer team competing at an elite level went up against a uh, world-class female soccer team and beat them. That's just the way it is. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. Even whenever you talk about WNBA and NBA, the the sport is just different mm-hmm. because everybody's faster. Speed everybody's of the game. Yeah. Fucking. Uh... I mean, the way the game's played, basketball's a physical sport. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you uh, heard about this guy named Ja Morant, but this dude posterizes motherfuckers nightly. Now, 
how much shit, how much flack is he gonna catch when uh, he goes up and dunks the ball and his balls are hanging in the face of some chick? <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy the poster. Uh, I go, go to the bathroom. I've been hearing about bitches and balls and shit. Where we on? If you ask me, bitch shouldn't have been standing under the rim. But hey, she was under there. He going up, dude. I'm telling you, if I was in the NBA, I, if I was good enough to ever be in the NBA, I'd be like LeBron James. I'd never be under that goddamn goal, son. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody doing that to me. Yeah. Raking their balls across my forehead. Fuck that. <laughs> Taste my hate. And if you do it. Oh, we fight. I'm sorry. I'm getting ejected instantly. And so are you. You won't do it to nobody you else. You can't have your manhood just. Yeah. No, you ain't going to do that to me. You bro. Got My mama watching the game and shit, dog. Nah, man. What kind of stuff are you interested in the alien topic? Like, what, what well, brings you into it? I was, I've always been like, I like that stuff, but. The thing that's it, there's a you know, the fantastic TikTok page that I don't know the uh, the name of, but the the dude is I like his stuff and I've dug deep into it. But he likes to talk about the great like a reset, great reset, and the mud flood. You heard of mud flood? No, no. I have not. So like every house that you see that's like you've got like those half windows on the ground. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's common everywhere. Right, it's right. Like just like half windows, but down there is like a base. Exactly like that. Yeah. Exactly like that. And not all of them, but like these huge monuments of stuff and stuff that's really old. Well, you'll, you'll notice that they've all got like the half, half window thing like that. And then if you dig a little deeper and stuff, a lot of times you'll find a front, an original front door. And it's like, well, why is that on the ground? Supposedly supposedly been a bunch of them that happened but uh like the the most recent one or whatever is like back in mid 1800s where they just they did huge mud flood and stuff with the government like didn't stop it or all this and they pretty much caused it and there was like not much human life left blah 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 and then they there's a great reset and then they reset us back to what it's it's some of it's kind of. I want to look his shit up. Yeah, it goes deep, but some of it's kind of a little far fetched. But then some of it's like, dang, well, what is going on here? Something to think about, yeah. man. Brian's head's about to explode. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to take it all in. All at whenever once, I can see Brian, whenever I'm trying to tell him about uh, the PizzaGate shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, like. like how Chester Bennington killed himself <laughs> over the Pizza Gate and child molestation yeah. shit and Chris Cornell and all them. Yeah. I'm just wondering where do I find out about all these conspiracies, man? I mean, apparently everybody knows except for me. I'm like, well, what the fuck I, I'll be I'll be with it's Brian. It's not on CNN. I bro. didn't know about this. <laughs> I, I really didn't know about this Pizza Gate shit until Shane started talking to me, and then Kelly was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they were about to expose us to recent Chester and like uh." Chris Cornell killed her. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, man, whenever you get to a certain level of fame and they can't control it, if you're not in the game, they, they say they off you, man. They set you out. They'll set you up to be with like a... Uh, transvestite hooker. Or like a like a kid, you know, a, like mm-hmm. a 17-year-old girl that that's built and then tape you doing it and then they got you. See, that's like a... And if you don't play ball, they fucking off you. Yeah. I, think I don't know how true any of that shit is. It's just shit well, I watch. Well, regardless yeah. if the Pizzagate thing's real, I think there's a dark seated belly in the U.S. culture have with you guys ever, the uh, celebrities that is not Have you guys about. ever heard of adrenochrome? No. None of you? Do you know what adrenochrome is or what it supposedly is? No. Adrenochrome can only be achieved by taking the blood of a distressed kid eat my dick what okay like uh so what they say is do you know how all these celebrities look tom cruise is fucking yeah he looks as young as he ever has yeah well they're saying like what they're saying is that this adrenochrome shit is whenever you take it from the blood of a kid and then that you ingest this that it makes you a uh you know it's almost like the fountain of youth I mean, I don't know if it's true or not. It's just shit that I see on the internet. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, 
But I know there's a lot of celebrities that look pretty fucking good for their age. Yeah. There's a dark Madonna? sided this belly. Bitch is 90. <laughs> yeah, that bitch didn't take nothing. She looks horrible. Mm. She looks like the aliens that visit us. This bitch looks horrible. But <laughs> there's a there's a dark side of the United States government. And whether it falls under rich Listen. celebrities like Jay-Z and Beyonce, or it falls under, you know, these mega celebrities, I've heard too much about medium celebrities, not popular, that have witnessed some of these parties they go to and don't want to have nothing to do with them. All right, we come back after a break. And we got to talking about all kinds of shit, but... Uh, we're talking about mental health and everything, but what I want to get into is, I didn't realize till I started doing this that there is people making their living through music, playing venues and stuff around here, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk to Kane a little bit about that to see what, you know, what that's like. If it's, uh... yeah, I know you obviously got to be talented, but yeah. you do okay well, with it and all that. It's uh. A hit and miss type of thing. So, like, some places pay more than others type of deal. And then, obviously, before you can play somewhere, you've got to be booked. So, that's, like, the base type of deal that you, you've really got to get out of the way. Forget being good or even being fun or whatever. But you, you got to be booked and all that stuff. So, that's where the time comes in. I, I do it full time. Like, I play music full time. Play music. It, it really the the long part of it is the booking part. So once you've got that out of the way and you're like actually playing, making money, blah blah blah. It it depends on what you play. Like I do fine with it now, but say I had kids and a family, obviously I'd be that wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. Like I moved out now and I'm young, whatever. But it's fine as of now, but. Uh, you know, you, it, it's a long process, and it's it's a weird one. Like sometimes you'll get a gig here that's you, know, you might only make a hundred bucks or whatever, and then sometimes you know, this week you play a few gigs, and it's like holy crap, that's a lot of money for just playing that long. It's just well, it's like with my band. Remember Bat Bowls. We would play out. We would get paid by the venue or whatever, and we would always take that money. We would never divide it up between whoever was in the band. We would put it in a a band fund Mm -hmm. and just save it and save it and buy new equipment and shit like that. Well, that makes sense, what you're saying, Mike. I mean, we're trying to make the band better. Ultimately, this is what we want to do for a living. But... When someone calls you up and says, um, I want to see if you're available on, let's say, Saturday after next, do you tell them a price? Uh, Yeah, depending on the place. Like, if it's if it's some private event or something, you're going to want to charge more. Right. But if it's if it's like a, a, a small, super small bar, you know, they don't get a lot of business, it'll obviously be less. And, like, you got to bargain. A lot mm-hmm. of places you got to bargain. But for the most part... I keep a pretty base price, so I mean, it really just depends. And the, the, half the time with our band funds, we all be like, "Oh, so and so got in trouble. We gotta go. We gotta bail this motherfucker <laughs> out." So, uh, are you more dependent on reaching out to places, or places reaching out to you? Uh, well, actually, kind of here recently, it's been. I reach out to the places, but in the beginning, it was fully based on me reaching out to places. Like when I f- first started playing music full time, but then now I'm kind of in the loop. Like I've got a lot of bars and restaurants, whatever, that I'm, I'm in the loop with. So it's like I get done playing, oh, when you want me back type of deal. So yes and no. You got to think of how like the line works with these restaurants bars or whatever you know we we talked about it in the past about like how the economy's going to shit and everything but you gotta think about the prices of um, 
food and everything that's going on right now in the world. Mm-hmm. You got restaurants that be like, oh, well, let's have some entertainment. But how long does that last when you're charging so-and-so for this and that and this? Because I got restaurants every single day that are like coming and buying stuff from us because it's cheaper to buy from us than it is their vendor who brings it to them with the prices of everything going up. Yeah. Amen to that. See, I ran into that a lot with mining. When I used to do mining, we would have contracts with companies. And we would pay more to that company. And the only time we would get out of it is if we went to that company that didn't have it. And then we was able to go to another distributor and we get it like it the price difference was like from I've seen it be three hundred dollars from this vendor and they don't have it and then you buy it from another vendor and it's ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know what you're I know what they're saying right. there. They got their company's got a contract with them and the only way they can get out of it is if that company can't supply it. I mean well we're talking about things being uh higher price. I mean let's talk cost of living. I mean you're a young guy. Yeah. Like you said, you don't have wife and kids. Uh, I do have wife and kids, and apparently the new hot commodity right now, uh, we're not out there trying to buy crack or meth. We're trying to buy fucking eggs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah. Damn. We, we out here hustling chickens and shit. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Yeah, it's getting up to about a dollar an egg now. Hell yeah. yeah. Dollar a fucking egg, man. So, in my mind... And I've been like this for years. I think if you are on Section 8 and the state is funding you, look, look, I'll buy you food stamps. Holla at your boy. All right? This is, yeah, shit. I'm trying to feed some kids and these motherfuckers are hungry. Oh, man, 50%. No shit. 50%. Say that, son. <laughs> what is happening, bruh? And it's like that everywhere. I think yeah. everybody's doing it. Yeah, everybody's doing it. I mean, $6 for uh, a dozen of eggs, uh, almost four seventy-five, almost five and a quarter for a gallon of milk. And you could talk all the shit you want about, I ain't buying nothing from them. It's across the board. I mean, these are these are prices across the board. Right. Well, what can you do? What can you say? Especially if you have a family and you have to feed them. These are basic shit. This ain't like... Chips Ahoy is six dollars, and the uh, fucking Great Value brand is dollar fifty. Nah, nah. And and if you smoke cigarettes, oh what? fuck, you might as well quit. Yeah, man, I've seen a right here sucking dick for Lucy's. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a carton of Newports was like one hundred one dollars. Hell yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That was used to be my cigarette of choice back in the day when I smoked actual cigarettes was Newports. Yeah, but you know, the price of everything going up, I hear it every single day by customers and stuff, and I'm just like, "What do you want fucking me to do? Mm-hmm. I'm putting it on the shelf for you to fucking buy. I cannot control these prices. Period." Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Thankfully, I'm pretty simple and. Any ego waffles, <laughs> two or three meals a day. Hang in there. <laughs> Hang in there. You You're young. You yeah, don't have heart disease yet. Them fucking pop tarts are gonna be like three dollars a piece here in a little while. Yeah. But I hear it every day from elderly customers and everything that I want to punch to death. But <laughs> every day I'm like, "What the fuck you want me to do?" And I'm like, "It's like, why ain't you got no head lettuce? I don't know. They didn't send it to me. It didn't meet Kroger's, you know." Uh, quality if if Kroger, if they get a truckload of shit and it's bad Kroger's ain't gonna buy it period so yeah. I don't have it but their produce section is the best yeah it is that and that's what they're that's what Kroger's is striving for is that and uh I can't tell them I'd be like we just don't have it let me go look out back at this crop I'm growing out back and I'll see if I have it in stock it's your fault it's yeah, your it's damn fault. fault it's you my ain't fault got it. I just yeah. ignore them and walk off I act like I don't hear you should them. start asking when they say it's your fault they don't have it you should ask them you wanna buy some weed <laughs> I'm about to smack him in the face with yeah. my dick I ain't got that like, you, you, you wanna buy an eight <laughs> how about that bitch 
<laughs> You're like, I ain't got lettuce, but I got meth. Yeah, I got to Let me tell you. <laughs> what, what, what we going to do here? <laughs> Let's make a deal. All right, dude. How, how much we got on there, man? We got over an hour. Oh, yeah. I'd say so. Shoot you. Yeah. But I appreciate you coming on. If you want to, once again, tell people where they can hit you. Thank you for having me, but you can find me everywhere. You search my name, Caden Glover, C-A-D-E-N-G-L-O-V-E-R. Go to CadenGlover.com, find all my stuff. Listen to my music, too. That's a big one. Yeah, what's that one song that, uh, is it called Appalachian Skies? Yeah, that one, I like that one. Yeah, I like that one. That was the first one I ever put out, and that's a, I always get asked to do that one. Yeah, I like that one. But you can check us out at Try Not To Get Sued on Facebook. No G. No G. No G in trying. It's just trying not to get sued. And it's the same thing with our Gmail. There's no G. Try not to get sued at Gmail. Thanks for listening if you listen. Hit us up if you want to sell some food stamps. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We are a game. We'll buy them at 50% cost. Damn right. (laughs)